All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Look at you here on on Boxing Day. No shopping, no lining up at any stores, (laughs) nothing like that for you. Given the choice, I would sooner have exploratory dental surgery without anesthetic than go to Boxing Day sales. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was just wondering what you were up to on this uh, Boxing Day. I love. I'm reading my Christmas books. What else? Of course you are. The stack. Is that all you get under the tree? Is just book after book after? You must be the easiest Mm -hmm. person to shop for. Well, uh, I don't know how challenging it is to find books for me, but uh, my daughter seems to do a terrific job, as is my wife, Dale. So, yes, I have a stack of books, and uh, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, Vaughn's not leaving the house for the next little while then as he reads his book. So let's talk a little politics here. There were some interesting themes that kind of came out of these year-end interviews with the Premier, aren't there? Yeah, you know, we've had politicians in the past who seemed to regard year-end interviews as kind of a chore that they didn't particularly want to give away anything for the new year and didn't say much, but David Eby did uh, free associate in a number of things. Uh, We talked last week about how he acknowledged the government has a problem with cancer care. He talked quite a bit in some year-end interviews about BC Build, which is the big, the next big housing plan that's coming in the new year. I was struck by what he said in his interview with uh, my friend and colleague, Justine Hunter, the Globe and Mail, however, which is EB expressed profound concern about the way that a court case unfolded in British Columbia earlier this month. So this is the murder case in guilty finding by a jury there involving a 13-year-old, and E.B. commented on comments made by the defense in the case where the defense insinuated that uh, the 13-year-old may have, may not have been as innocent as the Crown made her out to be, insinuated, you know, you hate to repeat this stuff because you're re-victimizing the victim, but the premier uh, said that uh, the way the case unfolded was uh, it didn't give justice to the victim or to her family, and the public was outraged as well. And the premier said he's going to do something about it, or the attorney general is going to do something about it around ensuring uh, that the country's rape shield law is respected in court. Uh, Simi, the Premier's comments brought a very, very sharp response from the defense in the case. So there were defense lawyers in the case. So it's been reported. There have been threats against them for these co- over these comments and other matters. Uh, defense lawyer Kevin McCulloch lives here in Victoria. Uh, he said he found the Premier's comments disgusting. He said that uh, the Premier is fueling the hatred. He said that the premier shouldn't even be commenting on what happened in court. He should know better as a lawyer and attorney general, former attorney general. And McCulloch said that this will have a chilling effect on the defense bar in some cases and may lead to wrongful convictions. So this is a fairly high profile, heavily charged exchange between the premier of the province and a defense lawyer. And I doubt this is the end of the fallout over it. I expect uh, you may well see other lawyers and the Bar Association weigh in on the new year. But the Premier says the Attorney General is going to deal with this. Uh, 
action is going to be taken. It seems to me that like these comments, the politicians are weighing on in on them now, but there was just general outrage from the public when they heard about these comments. Yes. So if this lawyer has a concern about that, it's not politicians, it is the, the general public. Politicians are responding, I think, to how the public felt about those comments. Yeah, I think you're right, Simi. And I guess here's the issue uh, that of, of all the things McCulloch said to the Globe and look, can defend himself. He's a very effective lawyer. Uh, the thing he said was that, and, and he says the premier should know this, when a court case is unfolding, it is up to the judge and the prosecution, prosecution first to protest, judge to rein in a defense lawyer that crosses the line. And McCulloch said that didn't happen here. So what he's saying in effect is that our system works best when uh, the accused gets the best possible defense. That is the greatest protection against the court of appeal stepping in and saying it was a miscarriage of justice. So, I mean, as I said, McCulloch is capable of defending himself. What I find unusual here, Simi, is the premier commenting on a matter, uh, it's not before the courts anymore, but it is subject to an appeal. The premier also commented that the the killing occurred in 2017, and here we are in 2023 with the case going ahead. The defense has said it is going to appeal partly on grounds of prolonged delay in the case, and the premier said that's a valid concern as well. So we saw... <clears throat> this year, David Eby intervening in the cases involving repeat violent offenders and calling for bail reform, and the year ended with Parliament enacting bail reform in Canada. It took a while, but it got done, and Eby can rightly say he led the way on that. You know, I think what we're seeing here is a, a premier who uh, went through the justice system as a defense lawyer. Uh, who was attorney general and who is uh, redefining the acceptable limit of what premiers and attorneys generals can say about matters before the courts. I think you're right, Simi, that the premier is got the public on side in this case. I think a lot of people were outraged. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I said, I don't think this is the end of the pushback on this. Uh, and there's another case as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. All right, we are back on this Boxing Day talking with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. You, you mentioned in other case there, Vaughn, yeah. that the premier reference. Is it, does that one have to do with Attorney General Nikki Sharma and the Voyeur case? Yes. So this is a new Westminster Voyeur case, and uh, fellow pleads guilty in the case. Uh, he has surreptitiously made videos of a young international student who is living in, a, in his house. He's mounted a camera in her bathroom, and he's got nine videos of her in various stages of undress. Um, the controversial part of the case is that the judge gave the accused uh, I think 30 months, gave them promote probation, 30 months, uh, did not send them to jail. <clears throat> and the attorney general, and said, the judge said in court, uh, because there was an in 
intimacy deficit in the man's marriage. Uh, the attorney general, you know, spoke out on it. Now, it's common to hear attorneys general and premiers talk about the need to reform laws and change laws. It's less common to hear them speak out in specific cases. Yet, Nikki Charma, our attorney general, did speak out. She said to her it identified a deficit in um, education and information uh, for our judges, and she was uh, going to uh, deal with that uh, through the chief judge in the provincial court, that uh, our judges needed to be more enlightened about cases like this and about um, making excuses for this kind of thing. Uh, there was a strong pushback from the Bar Association, uh, essentially uh, denouncing the attorney general, uh, saying that AGs do not criticize judges in this country because judges can't defend themselves, and saying that her comments would bring the justice system, undermine confidence in the justice system. Um, I think the reaction to those comments from the Bar Association was, no, it was the judgment in that case that undermined public confidence in the justice system, and Premier David Eby came out and defended his attorney general, Nikki Sharma, saying that she has his full confidence and that he uh, supports her speaking out on issues like this. And on that one, Simi, because you said earlier that, you know, there's some evidence that the AG and the premier are on the side of the public on this one, opposition leader Kevin Falcon defended Sharma, said he agrees with her opinion in this case, he found the verdict disturbing as well. So, you know, I think we've uh, entered an era where uh, we're seeing more comment from our premier and attorney general on specific cases in the court. As I said, it's not uncommon to hear AGs and premiers say, well, we need to change this law or that law. That's, you know, in general terms, that's well within their ambit, and that's what they do. Uh, it is unusual, however, to hear specific comments on specific cases, especially one with such an edge as we have in the two cases we're talking about this morning. Exactly. So that um, that does seem like a difference for sure in what has happened. I'm surprised, I would say, at the reaction, I guess, on the other side of things here is they have to have an understanding that there is public outrage here that politicians are responding to. Yeah, there is. I mean, E.B. says it at one point. He said in his interview that, you know, the, the legal system is extremely conservative in responding to public criticism. And I think he's put his finger there on a changing aspect of public patience with this. I think the premier is kind of sending a message to the system uh, to some degree, he went through this over bail reform. When he first started talking about bail reform, he was getting information from his own ministry, because he was still AG at that point, that no, no, crime rates are dropping and that sort of thing, right? And, and I'll give the premier credit for as he started to cast his mind a little wider. He talked, one of the people he talked to was Doug Lepard, who's a former deputy police chief in Vancouver. And, and Lepard said, you know, the mayors and councillors that are raising this issue, they're pointing to specific problems with random violence in downtown communities. And their concerns are legitimate. And E.B. 
turned around on it. He stopped listening to his own ministry and started saying, no, there is a problem up there and we do need bail reform. And he led, uh, you know, when he, when he first got brought up to speed on that last year, so 2022, he led the crusade that went right across the country with Canadian premiers, persuaded the federal government to toughen access to bail for repeat violent offenders now that law has been enacted and we don't know how the courts will respond but yes i mean i think you're right we're seeing um kind of messages coming from politicians themselves to the legal judicial system that the old way of doing things we don't criticize judges we don't comment on cases uh the public isn't standing for it, and some of our politicians aren't standing for it either. No, they are not. And though I know there was something else as well that the premier vowed to change, right? Yeah, he uh, got a made a comment on this case of a poor little guy, uh, uh, Carson Clellan, who shot himself up in Prince George, uh, lo- online sextortion. Uh, the case, EB, EB has a nine-year-old of his own, and as he says. Uh, my nine-year-old is telling me it's absolutely indispensable for me to get a, a, an iPhone. And this little guy in uh, Prince George was uh, online and uh, different yeah, programs of police. Uh, and, and the premier said he talked to the dad and BC is going to take steps in the new year to provide greater protection for children, give parents better tools for tracking what is going on online with their children. I think that would be very, very welcome. I'm just curious how what shape that would take because well, that's going to be very challenging. News that, uh, one of the things I hear in your news is uh, we've now had a second province, I think it's Quebec, isn't it, that is banning Yes, uh, we were just talking about this. completely yeah. in school. And I wonder if that isn't one of the things we'll consider here in BC. Uh, certainly, the Premier said better tools to know what their children are doing online and protect their children online. Now, that can be done through education. It can be done through technology. But I wonder if we're not in the new year here in BC, Simi, going to be saying we may follow the, the lead of Ontario and Quebec and talk about banning devices altogether in the schools. I, that certainly seems to me something that would have to come our way. If Ontario is doing it, Quebec is doing it, can BC be next on that? Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.